Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on 88.3 WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, on November 3rd, 2022, I'm Gianna Volpe on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Two East Hampton Middle School football coaches have resigned following the firing of a BB gun on a school bus returning from a game in East Mariches on October 20. Desiree Keegan reports on 27East.com that David Fioriello and Robert Rivera had their letters of resignation accepted following a 6-to-1 vote by the Board of Education this past Tuesday night. Rivera also resigned from his position as varsity assistant wrestling coach, all effective October 26. A Springs school student fired the weapon, town police detective Ryan Hogan said, which resulted in the minor injury of another student who East Hampton school superintendent Adam Fine Confirmed is from Montauk. Board member John Ryan Sr. was the only member to vote against the motion, siding with comments made by varsity assistant coach Kelly McKee, who attended the meeting and spoke in defense of the coaches, especially Fioriello, who has been a coach in the district for 19 years. Ryan made a motion to pull the two items out of the consent agenda to discuss them separately, but there was no second on his motion. The board members said there are issues with the system and lack of protocols, not the coaches. In Riverhead, the line outside the new Barnes and Noble in Riverhead snaked around the building and looped back through the parking lot yesterday morning as hundreds of people waited for the doors of the bookstore to open for the first time. Yesterday's grand opening event featured a meet and greet book signing with best-selling author Nelson DeMille, Denise Civiletti, and Alec Lewis. Report on RiverheadLocal.com that DeMille, an action, adventure, and thriller novelist whose stories often take place on Long Island, cut the red ribbon, surrounded by the store's staff and fans. Thank you all for coming. He said to the crowd, indeed, it's been 14 years since the last Barnes & Noble opened on Long Island. This is a great addition to the community. I come out here. I don't have a house out here like the rich people. DeMille joked, whether it's the North Fork, South Fork... There have always been a lack of bookstores out here, and I know the community is going to support this place. Um, The Riverhead store is the 12th Barnes & Noble to open so far this year in a recently announced expansion by the retailer, the largest chain of retail bookstores in the United States. The Riverhead store is in the building previously occupied by Pier 1 Imports in the Riverhead Center shopping plaza across from DSW, the former home of Borders Books and music store that closed in 2011 when the multinational company went bankrupt. Uh, Just a little, first of all, uh, I'm going to chide myself. I got the uh, call from uh, DeMille's publicist, and I had missed it. I called her too late uh, to schedule something ahead of yesterday's signing. Um, But I did want to say there is another new bookstore that opened uh, the name is escaping me right now. It might be called The Book Place, but it's in the former uh, Taste of the East End, I believe the name of the company was. But right down there by Jerry and the Mermaid, um, next to the Hyatt, 
uh, and the aquarium, there's a small independent bookseller. So, uh, you know, do remember to try to buy local and independent as often as you're able. Finally, in election news, Suffolk County Board of Elections officials say the lingering complications from the hacking of county computers poses zero threat to the integrity of next Tuesday's election tallies, but the impact of the cybercrime has forced the agency to turn to New York State to help construct a new website for sharing those results to the public. Michael Wright reports on 27East.com that Suffolk County voting machines and the data they contain are not connected to the county's computer systems, which were beset by a malware attack in September, uh, which is uh, what officials explained this week. The vote tallies from individual voting machines are contained only on memory cards, which are uploaded first from remote locations for reporting purposes on election night and ultimately to the BOE's dedicated servers, which are also not connected to the infected county servers. Um, the lingering effects of that malware attack have left much of the county's Internet services unusable, and the Board of Elections is working with its state counterpart to set up a website that will allow election results to be shared with the public immediately following the close of polls. That system, which has been in place since the county adopted optical scanning machines in 2010, has not been substantially impacted by the computer hack, according to Suffolk County BOE commissioners. The connections from the remote sites have been tested for security. The commissioners uh, from both sides of the aisle said they have no concerns about the security of the vote or the Board of Elections' ability to quickly tally and present unofficial results on election night. Long Islanders are not just choosing for Congress members on November 8th, but their votes could also play an important role for the fight uh, in the fight for control of the U.S. House. Uh, quote, Long Island could very well be pivotal in determining Party control of the House. That's Mina Bose, director of the Calicow Center for the Study of the American President at Hofstra. Voter turnout, of course, uh, Mina said, will be key. Um, Michael McGormley reports on Newsday.com that several factors in New York's first through third, uh, no, first through fourth, first, second, third, and fourth congressional districts make predictions difficult. Those include voter uh, close voter enrollment between Dems and Republicans and three open seats along with another defended by a freshman congressman. Further, the votes of the large number of voters on Long Island who chose not to enroll in a major party, those known as independents, also could be key, analysts said. I remember reading that uh, independents out here actually out number Republicans, uh, 23%, I think, to 22. Currently, Democrats hold a narrow 220-2012 majority, so a Republican pickup of six seats in Tuesday's election would change control of the House. Quote, most of the competitive congressional districts in the country are wholly or substantially suburban. That's Lawrence Levy, executive dean of Hofstra University's National Center for Suburban Studies, uh, Lawrence continues, and this year, because of Long Island's unusual number of districts without incumbents, America's first suburb is positioned to have an inordinate impact on which party controls Congress. By various means, all four of Nassau and Suffolk seats can be considered competitive, and together they can provide one party or another with a defensive block of seats this year, Levy said. Which party attracts independent voters? 
also could be critical. That's uh, according to Susan Del Percio, a national political commentator who has worked extensively in New York for uh, both sides of the aisle. Susan added, when it comes to Long Island, it's not only about party registration. She said, reading the weather in Woodbury, as we welcome on uh, News 12 Long Island meteorologist Rich Hoffman at the bottom of the next hour. Uh, Sunny today with a high near 66 degrees, light and variable wind becoming southeast around five miles per hour. Patchy fog after 4 a.m., uh, tonight, otherwise increasing clouds with a low around 48 degrees, light south wind. Right now it's 47 degrees. Uh, we've got the Beatles, Billie Eilish, and November Ultra. Uh, November Ultra will be followed by the early November. But first, Jane, here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Stay tuned.
If you're looking for your Thoughtful Thursday segment, underwritten by Green Hill Kitchen, it's filled with more music. Uh, Kevin McCrudden is going to come on when his uh, audiobook and documentary Light of Man or movie uh, is showing locally. We'll get Nelson DeMille on here some morning as well to talk about his newest releases. In the meanwhile, more tunes for you. I'm Gianna Volpe. Those are the Beatles. This is Billie Eilish. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. Smell the coffee Is your cup Half full or empty When we talk You say it softly But I love it When you're awfully quiet mm. Quiet mm. You see A piece of paper Could be Show me what you can make her You'll never know until you try it mm. You don't have to keep it quiet And I know it makes you
tell so you can hide will grow inside your chest your heart will need to like blah 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 see you don't know what it's like to be a man in the world and be scared to lose everything see you don't know what it's like to build a life from nothing and be scared to lose everything I bet that's not what you said back then and don't sing your blues to me you have no right Someone I used to see, but she don't give a damn for me. But let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint. Turn the radio loud. I'm too long to be proud.
If you're looking for the local feature track, we got a little Pete Mancini for you. Moving from You Don't Know How It Feels to Don't Ask If You Don't Want to Know. You're on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM, Pete Mancini's new record, Killing the Old Ways. Stuck in the news again. Feels like you can't wake up. Pretty sure you reached the end. Storm is raging in your cup. Drop a line, phone a friend. Hope to hear the things you want to hear. A new day ahead. Ain't it funny how things go? Don't ask if you don't want 
checks were all in the mail the peace of mind is not for sale take a trip to clear your head yeah Lucinda Williams on deck, then Little Feet's cover of Huey Piano, Smith and the Clowns. Don't you just know it? You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, the morning and midnight show featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life. Stay tuned for the bottom of the next hour. News 12's Rich Hoffman joining me to talk 10 years of Superstorm Sandy on WLIWFM.
Ray Charles, Billie Holiday, Bowsia, and Leon Bridges. But first, Little Feet on WLI WFM. Don't you just know, you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station. Testing out a nice don't-know edition of The Heart. Ray Charles, Billie Holiday, Bozia. Hope I'm saying that right. Leon Bridges and Jill Scott. 15 minutes ahead of the NPR news break. Ciao. 
And the next local news update on WLIWFM. Three more days of early voting. Just a little reminder to flip your ballot and vote on the referendums. Elections.ny.gov For more information about where you can vote ahead of Election Day. Until you've kissed 
and had to pay the cards until you flipped your heart and you had lots. You don't know what love is. Do you know how lost heart feels? The thought of reminiscing and our lips that taste of tears. Kissing, you don't know how hearts burn for love that cannot live yet never dies until you faced each dawn with sleepless eyes. You don't know. You don't know how hearts burn for love that cannot live yet never dies until you faced each dawn with sleepless eyes. You don't know what love You're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio. I walk into a crowded room. Everybody's staring. What did I, what did I do wrong? What did I, what did I do wrong? Oh, you see what you want to see. You don't even know me, what did I, what did I do now? What did I, what did I do now? He said, she said, over it, you're acting like you're brilliant, but you don't know, yeah, you don't know. You don't know a thing at all, you don't know about
off and brush away everything you say cause I don't care I don't care at all I don't care I don't care at all he said she said over it you're acting like you're brilliant but you don't know yeah you don't know you don't know
Leon Bridges, you don't know from the good thing record of 2018, leading you into the NPR news break with Jill Scott, a, a track by the same name you don't know from the woman record. We'll lead you out of the NPR news break and the local news update with a little polyphonic spree. You don't know me. And then the Marias, I don't know you. Thunderclap Newman, Bill Withers, Buddy Guy, and Junior Wells, uh, head of Bocephus. Hank Williams III, I don't often play him, but I will this morning. Uh, Rich Hoffman of News 12 joining me at the bottom of the next hour. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island and coastal Connecticut, 96.9 if you're in central or western Suffolk County, streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio. With Long Island Local News, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM, November 3rd, 2022. Early voting has begun and will continue through Sunday. Registered voters can go to any of the selected early voting sites in their county during the early voting period. There are 27 sites here in Suffolk County. Uh, That's different from casting ballots on Election Day, November 8th. That's when voters must cast ballots at their assigned nearby polling site. Uh, I've been uh, very vocal about not putting all your eggs in the November 8th basket. If you have time, try to get your vote in uh, where you are. Uh, It can also be done at the Board of Elections uh, in Yaphank here in Suffolk County. Voters in the general election will cast ballots for governor, attorney general, comptroller, and New York State Senate and Assembly candidates, as well as for the U.S. House and Senate. A statewide referendum will also ask if the state should borrow $4.2 billion for capital projects to address global warming and other environmental and public health concerns. Um, At Suffolk County early voting sites today and tomorrow, the polls are open from noon to 8. So in just two hours, this Saturday and Sunday, November 5th, And 6th, they'll be open all day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Voters can see if they're registered to vote through the New York State Board of Elections portal at 
voterlookup.elections.ny.gov. The site will also show all 27 early voting sites here in Suffolk County, as well as the assigned polling place that the voter must use to cast their ballot if they wait for the traditional election day, Tuesday, November 8th, when polls will be open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Long Island congressional races being voted on this week promise to influence control in the U.S. House next term in our Suffolk County listening area. There are two campaigns of note. Republican Representative Lee Zeldin vacated Suffolk County's first congressional district to run for governor. That seat is now contested uh, between Republican Nick LaLota, 43, of Amityville, or chief of staff to the Republican presiding officer of the Suffolk County Ledge, and Democrat Bridget Fleming, 62, of Noyak, who is a Suffolk County legislator. In the second district, first-term Repub- uh, Representative Andrew Garbarino, a Republican from Bayport, represents an area that has reliably voted Republican for Congress since 1993. He faces Democrat Jackie Gordon, a former Babylon town board member. And a bit about what else we're voting on right now. Again, that $4.2 billion initiative on the ballot in New York this election year. It's the largest for environmental protection in the state's history and is officially known as the Clean Water, Clean Air, Green Jobs Act. The New York Times' uh, James Barron reports that Ann Barnard, who covers climate and the environment for the Times, says if uh, voters approve the Bond Act, it would let the state invest in modernizing our infrastructure, not just for surviving in a changing climate, but for thriving, for cleaning up our water, floodproofing our neighborhoods, and improving public health. Broadly speaking, the idea is to protect against climate change and at the same time stop making our pollution problems worse. This is why environmental groups are calling it a a once-in-a-generation opportunity. New York State sets goals for slashing fossil fuel emissions in a law enacted in 2019, but that law, even though it's the most ambitious one of its kind in the country, did not include specific commitments to pay for all the necessary changes and improvements. The Bond Act would be an important plank toward reaching those goals. The Bond Act would also unlock matching federal funds in the big domestic legislation that President Biden signed in August. It's worth noting that the bond also uh, targets objectives like conserving land, and 35 percent of the money must be spent in disadvantaged communities, which bore the brunt of environmental harm in the past. Environmental and climate groups are for the Bond Act, as is Governor Kathy Hochul, Representative uh, Lee Zeldin, the Republican gubernatorial candidate, has not taken a position. The conservative party came out against the Bond Act and the Citizens Budget Commission warned about getting closer to the state's debt cap. The organizations that are for it have been running social media campaigns to remind people to flip over their ballot and vote for Prop 1 because otherwise they would miss it. Uh, reading the weather in Woodbury as we welcome on News 12, Long Island meteorologist Rich Hoffman at the bottom of the hour, looking like a sunny Thursday with a high near 66 degrees. South wind around 5 miles per hour tonight. Patchy fog, but not until after 4 a.m. So we're looking at tomorrow morning there. Otherwise, increasing clouds tonight with a low around 48 degrees. Light southwest wind. Uh, right, light south wind, excuse me, right now it's 54 degrees. We've got a uh, polyphonic spree 
and the Marias, Thunderclap, Newman, Bill Withers, and Buddy Guy with Junior Wells on deck. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, the weekday morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East End, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener-supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio, commercial free because of listeners like you supporting us at WLIWFM, 
www.ghostbusters.org. Marias to Thunderclap Lint Newman hopping back to 69 to the Hollywood Dream record. And we'll slide over to 72 for two tracks Bill Weathers, Buddy Guy, and Junior Wells. News 12 Long Island's Rich Hoffman joining me in just a few minutes. Stay tuned. Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. 
wanna show you there's something I feel inside, something that can't be denied today. I'd like to turn you on. I know that you are strong. I'd like to take you, make you my way. I get a warm, warm summer feeling Walking through the snow Even chilly darkness Has the brighter glow And I just love, love you so Sometimes I just don't know, no, no. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I say that time just seems to help this wondrous feeling grow. Maybe I might wake up early one morning and find it isn't so. But I just love, love you so. Mm. Sometimes I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't. Know.
got me feeling just like a rich man. Heaven kind of dying. Feeling like a young man. But I'm old as father time. And I just Bill Weathers leading us to the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Thursday morning, a little after one if you're listening to the replay. And it's time for a special uh, Superstorm Sandy segment underwritten by William Riss Gallery. Uh, Sandy, 10 years later, premiered on News 12 last Wednesday, which relived some of the most memorable moments that took place a decade ago. Joining us to talk about 10 years since Sandy is News 12 meteorologist Rich Hoffman. Welcome to The Heart, Rich. Hi, how are you doing? Very well. So we're, we're talking about a decade ago this past weekend, a superstorm swept through that touched all of us, whether that meant lost power, lost trees, uh, a lost house, let alone the struggle to find gas, as we became very familiar with here on the East End. I, I love origin stories, so I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about you because Superstorm Sandy occurred around the decade mark of your joining News 12. Is that right? Yeah, I started at News 12 back in September of 2002. I'm a born and bred uh, Long Islander. I've uh, been forecasting weather for you know more than 40 years and watching different storms. And, you know, I, I love the Nor'easters. That was my big thing. And then, you know, the older I got, tracking hurricanes, because the older you get, you start to think about what it's going to do to my house and right. home and, and you know, right. the shoreline. So, yeah, pretty amazing situation that happened about 10 years ago. You know, and, and uh, as is seems very common to me with, with meteorologists, these are people who get, tend to get the bug early and know that's where they want to to spend their lives. And considering the fact that, that you grew up on Long Island, uh, this this story must have been a big one for you. As we talked uh, on Behind the Headlines with other journalists in the area, I mean, Superstorm Sandy didn't hit us head on. Uh, and we we got sort of the remnants of that storm. And still, the, the devastation that it caused Long Island was was huge. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the after effects and, and what it's taught us as a, a region about uh, the vulnerabilities that we really have out here? Yeah, I think part of, uh, you know, Long Island, the tri-state, Connecticut, New Jersey, everybody, a little false sense of security. It's been really, it was so long before we had a direct hit. Right. We got a little bit of a practice run and still did a lot of damage with Irene the year before, which hit Coney Island as a tropical storm of winds of 65 miles per hour, where we had flooding, we had the beach erosion. But really, the last major hurricane or hurricane in general to hit a direct hit to Long Island was Gloria back in 1985. I was in seventh grade at the time. And then we had Bob in 1991 that brushed the east end of Montauk with, you know, 100-mile-an-hour winds. So we haven't really had a direct hit from a hurricane. And then four to five days out, meteorologists saying, hey, this is going to impact you know, Long Island, the tri-state region, and then to never actually technically have the eye go over Long Island 
and all this damage occurred, billions of dollars is damaged. It just goes to show that we have to be aware for every aspect of a storm system that comes our way. And I mean, you mentioned billions of dollars and and uh, thinking back to Superstorm Sandy 10 years ago, um, it sort of uh, hi- puts a little highlight next to the idea that there is a $4.2 billion initiative on the ballot in New York this election year uh, that could uh, effectively help to prepare us ahead of another storm in the future. Yeah, and there's there's only so many things we can do. We know, um, you know, the people in the Midwest who deal with tornadoes, right. you know, they have storm shelters and the Long Islanders, where are you going to go if we right. have that major storm, like a 1938 hurricane? Right. Right. That would be, you know, put in perspective, that would be similar to what uh, Ian had to Florida this year. You know, Gloria was a one to two category hurricane. And then you had, you know, the 1938 was which is kind of a border of a three or a four. So, you know, for us, the technology that we have to forecasting these storms and also the infrastructure is the problem as well. One of the things that happened with Sandy is that we called it the new, inlet, but it was really an old inlet that, you know, breached over by Bellport. And then we had the 1938 that did breaches as well. So there's only so many things that we could do. And technology helps, and also the money helps to kind of fortify our infrastructures. But we know these storms have hit once, and they're going to happen again. Hopefully it's not anytime soon, because there are still people suffering from Sandy with some homes still not being built. Isn't that some amazing? Of the infrastructure and the money's a start. Right. Um, but eventually Mother Nature always wins out. So the question is, what is our best course of action right now? It starts with, yes, building things, but education. Right. Have the public understand when there's a storm to evacuate. We had a lot of people who did not evacuate during Sandy, which posed a lot more problems for our first responders that had to go into dangerous situations. And understanding what happens, whether it's a nor'easter or a major hurricane, the precautions that you really do need to take. You know, Rich, I'm really glad you're you're mentioning this. Um, you know, we we see it all the time down in Florida, uh, folks that. Uh, don't evacuate. And then, and people will say, oh, it's not as simple as as you might imagine it could be. But uh, just putting it out there uh, for folks, if you get an evacuation order, uh, try to heed that and, um, you know, uh, reach out. I'm sure that there are also um, support groups that help. Um, but uh, it's it's really tough when when folks put themselves in danger in those ways. I didn't remember. I didn't remember any evacuation orders. Did we have any of those here uh, during Superstorm Sandy? Uh, how did how were how yes, did those we, work? We did. Um, we we had evacuation orders. We had uh, police that went around. We had fire departments. You know, in the Long Beach area, the Freeport area, right. uh, the Babel and the Lyndhurst areas. A lot of the areas close to the water south of Montauk Highway, and a lot of people. You know, after the fact of the storm, it happened in Florida. It happened after Gloria. It happened after. Um, Irene, is that I didn't think it was going to be that bad. And, and I, imagine, that's always, I imagine that's what they that thought, so too. Often. Right. I right. didn't think it was going to be bad. There are so many different variables. Meteorologists are good to a certain point, but Mother Nature always wins. And all it takes is one little jog to the east, one little jog to the west at the last moment, which um, I, uh, you know, some of the storms were forecasted very well over the years. But, you know, there's a big difference when, the landfall is in 
you know, the Hamptons compared to Long Beach, the further west you go, you know, compared to the further east you go on Long Island, the island has so many different small coastlines that are impacted differently depending on exact where the storm hits. And, you know, you look at the east end, you look at Montauk, you look at all the beach erosion that's right. out there. You know, I've been going out to Montauk since the 70s and looking at the shoreline compared to what it is now into the Hamptons heading into Mastic. It's a very changing shoreline. And, you know, one is money to put sand back, but there has to be other things into account that we can do. And also remember that, you know, buildings can be replaced, lives can't. Amen. And on our special that's airing tonight, 10 years later, you're going to hear from people, you're going to hear from first responders that people are running to the shoreline and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, it, it's it's going to hit us. And they're right. all running away from the shoreline. Right. So, you know, it's very dangerous during storms to be near the water, especially hurricanes. Yeah, we, we, we get lucky out here, um, but I think that certainly lulls people into a false sense of security. And the message I appreciate being strong is it's so much better to be safe than sorry. Uh, we got a uh, a reminder most recently with Isaiah's, which nobody thought was going to be uh, bad, but it knocked out power, so much power in four so long. Uh, you're saying, Rich, that Sandy 10 years later will replay tonight. I know that it, it premiered last Wednesday. Yes, we have it on uh, tonight at 9 p.m. And also on our website, we have a full... Um, with all the videos, all the stories. And that's one great thing about the story. I think we'll hit home. When you hear these people talk about the experience, we don't have a host for it. Mm-hmm. We have the people telling the story, the first responders, nice. listening to the people in Long Beach going, hey, it's just big waves. Then the next thing you know, they're very fearful. Right. Um, people in Babylon, houses on fire. You know, I, I think sometimes people don't realize what the difference was on different parts of Long Island. You know, away from the water, yeah, people lost some trees and they had no power. But then imagine being in your home and there's 10 feet of water there. That was some of the situations that we had in Freeport, Lindenhurst, Babylon, Massapequa, Mastic Beach, those areas. So when you hear their stories, watching Sandy 10 years later tonight or going to, you know, news12.com to see the stories and more information on the storm and kind of get an idea that, the next storm, it's better, like you said, safe than sorry. Better to take precautions to be prepared than if nothing happens, you're okay. Especially if there is an evacuation order. Please, please, people, uh, do listen to these first responders. Don't make their job even harder. And as you mentioned, buildings can be replaced. Lives can't. Longisland.news12.com to check out Sandy, 10 years later, a big thank you to Rich Hoffman for joining us this morning. I hope you'll come back with us. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Rich Hoffman. This is Buddy Guy and Junior Wells. And you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM, a special Superstorm Sandy segment underwritten by William Risk Gallery on WLIWFM.
getting sick and tired of the way you do. Good kind papa gonna poison you. Sprinkle goober dust all around your bed. Wake up one morning, find your own self dead. She said you shouldn't say that. I said, now what should I say to make you love this time? She said, um, I don't know. I love, she's got dimples in her jaws, the clothes she wear has made out of the best of clothes, she can take and wash them and hang them outside the wall, throw them out the window right out and catch them a little bit before they fall, sometimes I think you have the happiest song, she said you shouldn't say that, I said now what should I say to make you love this time? She said, um, I don't know, mama, I don't know what my baby's putting down. Sat down and cried. You're too young a man, son. The hell of many women you got. I looked at my mother, dear. I didn't even crack a smile. I said, if the women kill me, I don't mind dying. The woman I love, I won a week before last. The woman I love has run out of class. Thought I won your baby a long time ago. If you don't watch your step, gonna have to let you go. She say you shouldn't say that. I said, now what should I say to make you mad this time, baby? She said, um, I don't know. My, oh, my, oh, my. And I I might get drunk and rob a bank Shoot my car if it don't crank 
trying to raise on little old Cain. Messed the wall up with some pain, might even join the rodeo. Ride my horse to Buffalo. Change my name to Bill. I don't think I ever will, but I can't promise you I won't. Some people do, some people don't. Some people win, some people lose. Some people never get to choose. All you can do is the best you can. And hope things work out like a plan. I plan to stay, but I might go. And I can't say, cause I don't know. just don't know what to do with myself don't know just what to do with myself i'm so used to doing everything with you planning everything for two and now that we're through i just don't know what to do with my time So lonesome for you, it's a crime. 
Left you by the house of fun. I don't know why I didn't come. I don't know why I didn't come. When I saw the break of day, I wish that I could fly away. Instead of Teardrops in my hand. My heart is drenched in blood. But you'll be on my mind forever. Out across the I would die in ecstasy, but I'll be a bag of bones driving down the road alone. My heart is drenched in wine. You.
something has to make you run I don't know why I didn't come I feel as empty as a drum I don't know why I didn't come I don't know Nora Jones after Dusty Springfield and Bocephus Hank Williams III. I'm Gianna Volpe. We've got 10 minutes left before the NPR news break at the top of the hour. Um, if you're looking for local music, well, you found it. Mick Hargraves, I don't know why. Uh, Imagine Dragons, Gene Allison, and Fleetwood Mac on deck. Um, big thanks to Rich Hoffman of News 12 Long Island for joining us for a special Superstorm Sandy segment underwritten by William Riss Gallery and to all of you listener supporters of Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
could be strangers in the night We could be passing in the shadows We couldn't be closer if we tried When we're caught in the headlights We could be faces in the crowd We could be passing in the shadows Loving the risk of being found When we're caught in the headlights Twenty-five tracks on this morning's Heart of the East End. I'm Gianna Volpe, leading you into the NPR news break with a little Gene Allison. Thanks to Rich Hoffman, our guest, and our underwriters, Greenhill Kitchen and William Risk Gallery, as well as all of you, listeners, supporters of WLIWFM. So 
Come back, you, you've been gone. 